Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio, but it's not on the radio. It's things to lose, so you got to feel it. I want them to feel it, but we got to use this now to be better. Presents Hogan Johns. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. With WGN's Adam Hogue. Are you ready? The one and only. And the Chicago Sun Times, Adam Johns. What's up, everybody? Tearing it up. Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. Touchdown, Bears! Welcome in, Hogan Johns. Free agent extravaganza. No frenzy. It's barely at least ex- for the Bears. It's not even say. really an extravaganza either. No, it's a thing that's happening. <laughs> it's an extensive vocabulary you have there. Uh, well, that's all. I mean, that's how you explain this whole thing right now. Yes, it's just the thing right now. Uh, they still have money to spend. They still have a good amount of money to spend, like twenty million dollars in cap space. I think correct. Uh, as we speak right now, some of that uh, could be spent today as we record on Thursday. I know a lot of you have been looking for this podcast. It's always kind of tricky with free agency and a podcast because uh, things are so fluid, especially those first couple days before everything's official. Like, <laughs> you mean the actual start of free agency? Like we could have that tampering period. We could have done a pod on Monday on Buster's screen. Uh, that was Monday, right? But. What if things had changed? Some of these other guys flip-flopped, changed their minds. Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr went back to Minnesota. He was supposed to be a Jet. Could have done a whole pot on it and had guys change their minds and not ever end up being a Bear. So Delete. Yeah, we got some things that are official now, uh, some guys that are still out there, uh, and uh, and we're going to react to all of it right now. What's your just general thought in the approach that the Bears have taken so far, though? Just so different from the, the years before that... Lavish spending that used to define the Bears' free agencies. I mean, Mike Glennon, it, it, Antrell Roll. Let's go all the way back to, to that first class. Pernell McPhee, just lavish spending, trying to field a competitive team. Just different now, now that you've had some successful draft classes. You could pick and choose. You got your Khalil Mack. Obviously, that changes your books a bit, but... Just vastly different from the first couple of years for Ryan Pace. Yeah, it, it's it, it's just kind of how free agency works. You you're a major player in free agency if you need to be, if you have holes in your roster, and mainly that's a result of poor drafting. If you're one of those teams, I riled up Packer Nation the other day. You did with a, you did, <laughs> but it, 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 I I mean I I don't really understand why it was uh, says the guy that covers the Bears, right? Bears Insider. But here's the tweet. <laughs> Go ahead. The Packers are definitely the team that is overpaying in free agency to compensate for, Brad, for bad drafting. Let's just stop it there. That's just a fact. 
That's just the reality. It's not a bad thing. They're, no one's saying it's a bad thing that they're signing Adrian Amos or any of these guys to the money. They're, it's just the reality of the situation. You, Ted Thompson drafted poorly at the end. There's really no argument. You could even say half of his drafting has been bad. Then that's why they went moved yes. on to Brian Gutekunst. Yes. So now Brian Gutekunst is there, and he's having to make up for the bad drafting. That's just a fact, okay? Then I continue. But they will be crowned hashtag winners. I actually use quotation marks, but you know it's 2019, so we could just say hashtag winners uh, of the offseason. Because they will. They sign these guys, and they're going to be like, oh, they filled these holes, and, and they're big winners of free agency, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody Just, wins in free agency. Okay, you know who wins in free agency? The teams that are signing guys now for value. Guys who could find the GMs who could find starters right now in free agency. Guys who could be serviceable players for one or two years. But, but go on, go on. Just remember, free agency is usually fool's gold. What Green Bay does with their two first round picks is much more important. It's really funny because I mean, there honestly, if you just break that, there's nothing controversial about that tweet. It's just the situation the Packers are in, and if anyone's going to argue that their two first round picks are not as important uh, as free agency, they're just wrong. You have to draft well. You have two first round picks. You have to hit on those picks if you're Green Bay, and that I could have taken the Packers out of there and inserted any team in the history of free free agency that's had to spend big. They're Spending big because they drafted poorly. They have to make up for it. Oftentimes, the guys they sign, they're going to regret it in a couple of years. Or if they not regret it, they're going to have to eat some money on the contract when they let it. It's just how free agency goes. You have to draft well. And the 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 irony of getting attacked by these Packer fans and being like, well, you're just saying that because you cover the Bears. Blah, blah, Bears insider. <laughs> that is a lesson learned from covering the Bears. Yes, yes. How many times have the Bears been through this? And this is the first time in a long time where the roles have kind of reversed, where the Bears are sitting with a pretty decent roster. They know they can keep building through the draft. They do not have to spend incredible amount of money on these free agents. The amount of money they spent on guys, Preston Smith, good player. Zadarius Smith, good player. Adrian Amos, we've talked about him, good player. But Smith, the Smiths. That's a lot of money to be spending on, on guys. And I get that sacks aren't everything, but you know, sacks are, are still very important. It means you're finishing plays. Yeah. Game-changing plays. Pressure affects quarterbacks, yada, yada, yada. I get it. This is not some advanced analysis I'm going to give you. But those two players that you just paid a lot of money to, 12 and a half sacks combined last year. One guy's coming off a, a Ravens defense that was arguably as good as the Bears last year. The Ravens don't give up guys. It's the old Pernell McPhee argument again. Yeah, The Ravens and the Patriots, around the league, league circles, whatever you want to say it, teams are, are leery of signing players from those two teams because of their track record. They don't succeed. They don't often succeed elsewhere. At least Pernell McPhee. I mean, his success was even limited here with the Bears. Well, Just saying. And, and to your point, I mean, you those, those, those sacks add up to 12 and a half. Justin Houston had nine last year. He's still out there on the market, so he's older. But let's just say the Bears hypothetically sign Justin Houston, which is something I think they should. I haven't necessarily seen them actually link to Justin Houston at this point. Um, but so the Bears signed Justin Houston for a lot less money, and yet he had nine sacks last year. You know, chances are you can probably only get like two years out of him. 
at this point in his career, but are you really going to get that many years out of the guys the Packers signed? And they didn't even have as much production, but yet they're paying more money. And that's just... You you called all three of those players the Packers signed good players. They had to pay them though, like they were great players. Correct. So that's the thing. I, I'm not I'm not even bashing the signings. I like Adrian Amos. I thought the Bears should have brought him back. But once I saw the money, I mean that caught me off guard. I, we had these conversations the last couple of weeks. I did not see Adrian Amos getting uh, thirty six million dollars over four years. Now, I think the guarantees are a lot lower than that, and that, you know, I, well, they're typical. Packers like contracts full of bonuses and a lot of you know a lot of its upfront salary or uh, signing bonus money. Yeah, eleven million signing bonus. Um, so for the three players we just mentioned, those three new defensive starters that they have, forty-seven million total in signing bonuses. Forty-seven million for, wow. th- for three of them. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And for those that don't know, I mean, signing bonuses they get spread out in terms of cap hit. Over the length of the contract, so you know, actually, now they look at his Amos contracts, it, look, it looks like a lot like the one that they, the offer sheet they signed Kyle Fuller to last year, where all the guaranteed money is in the first year. Um, you know, Kyle Fuller actually doesn't have any guaranteed money the rest of the way. Yeah, uh, but his signing bonus is spread out in a way that he's still a big cap hit. And so, and his con- you know, and salary still high, and obviously the Bears aren't getting rid of him, um, so it's big on the books. But so the Packers have exits. The Bears design their contracts the same way to give sure. them affordable exits. But the, the point of your tweet that riled up Packer Nation, <laughs> it it, 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 it's still spot on. It, it is. It, it's the 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 times have changed. The, 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 there's a role reversal here. Big time, and I think maybe some Packers fans have a hard time accepting it. But yeah. they just overpaid for guys who are good players. Preston Smith, they, they call him young and emerging. I know pro football focus loves him just like they love Adrian Amos. But the guy had four sacks last year for the Redskins. Four. Four. Yeah. And then all these Packer fans were like, uh, oh, what about last year when the Bears did it? Including some smart people like Aaron Nagler. I was like surprising him come at me. I mean, again, this is not controversial how free agency works. And it was like, well, look, it, what the Bears had to do last year. First of all, uh, I mean, the Cleo Mack thing's on its own. And yes. Even, you know, any team's going to try to get that done if they can fit it into their current situation. Um, the one huge contract that they put had to put out there was Allen Robinson. Again, though, why did they have to do that? Because Kevin White was a bust. Yes. If Kevin White had been the player they thought he was going to be when they drafted him in the first round, they wouldn't have gone out and pay Allen Robinson all that money. So it's still, it's it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just reality of the situation. You you have to continue to draft well. That, I mean, that's just the only point. And I say that every year, no matter what team we're talking about. Uh, let's talk about the Bears moves. Buster Screen. The only thing I I was surprised about with this whole situation was how quickly... It materialized. Okay, so I didn't view Buster Screen as a guy that was going to be like one of the first people to get locked up to an agreement on Monday. He was forty-eight hours before the you know technically everything could be official. And and what makes it even more interesting is that Bryce Callahan's still available right now. So I mean, the second you see the Bears are go, are getting Buster Screen, 
you know, the Bryce Callahan, you're moving on from that whole thing. Three years, $16.6 million for a new nickel corner. I mean, you're moving on. That's the only thing that's surprising. I don't dislike the signing. I don't love it. It's a sensible replacement for Bryce Callahan. It's just interesting as we sit here on on Thursday, and at least at the time of this recording, Bryce Callahan's still available. Part of me still believes that the Bears would be open to retaining Callahan. But obviously, whatever the price demands are coming from Callahan's camp just aren't making sense to the Bears. Obviously, that's why they move quickly to have a replacement sign in screen. We'll have to see. There's a lot of time left in free. The first wave has ended. Now we're on to the second wave of free agency. So I don't want to say there's a lot of time. Of course, there's a lot of time. The season will start for for a while now. But the, the money now changes. It's not the same as the first wave where everybody's competing over these players. Now the teams have the leverage. Now they could host players for visits. Now they could try to convince them to come in for various reasons. Free agency has now moved on to the next wave. So things change from a negotiation standpoint. They do. And and from Bryce Callahan's standpoint, I mean, pretty good player. You can't stay healthy, though. You're not going to get a huge amount of money. The guy hasn't put together a full season yet. Last year was a little bit freakier than some of the issues he had had in the past, some soft tissue injuries. I mean, he hurt his foot, but it's it's still interesting to see him out there available at this point. And then you look at the Buster Screen situation. Uh, you know, obviously the Bears like him; they move quickly. And you know, the second I saw they were signing him, I think you and I were on the same page. I, I thought I, of that Nagy quote. I'm, I'm thinking back to my yeah. It just clicked in my brain. You know, this is one of the benefits of being around the team every single day. You just remember certain things. And the second. They signed Buster Screen. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Nagy praised him that week they played the Jets. And then you had the quote really quick. It took me a little bit to find it. Well, then Because somebody spelled screen wrong. Yeah. Mark Potash. And used Buster. It popped up right away. Buster. See, I wasn't smart enough to search for Buster. Yeah. I think I put in screen and Buster screen. I didn't take screen out, <laughs> which was the problem. I misspelled screen. And, uh, yeah. Well, now he can. Now, Patsy will have plenty of practice to spell it correctly. Yes, yeah, you better get it right. Anyway, this is what Matt Nagy said about Buster's screen. Uh, this was the week the Bears were preparing to play the New York Jets with Buster uh, screen number forty-one. I think that um, he's one of the better nickels in this league, if not the best. I mean, he's good. He's a good nickel in there. Pretty high praise. Yeah, yeah. So take that and think about that for a little bit. It also was unsolicited. It, the The question was very general. Like, yeah, basically scout the team. Yes, and he <laughs> named three players. Leonard Williams, was he a top five, top six pick? Yep, almost made it to the Bears. Yes, right. And Jamal Adams, another guy that the Bears had interest in a couple of years ago, Mr. Trubisky's year. So obviously high praise from, from Matt Nagy to go from those two guys to Buster Screen. Feisty player. I know Jets fans pointed out, to, to at least to me on Twitter right away, that he has a lot of penalties. Um, didn't have a lot last year, but his history says he does. I get that. Who knows? Maybe being part of a better defense could help a guy like that. But obviously the Bears like him. Matt Nagy praised him a bit there. They move quickly to bring him in. Well, it's not just penalties. It's also fines. 
We'll, we'll go in reverse order here. December 14, 2018, fine $20,000, roughing the passer against Josh Allen. September 21st, 2018, again, last season, fine ten grand, a little over ten grand for excessive face mask against Jakeem Grant of Miami. Uh, November 17th, 2017, fined f- over $48,000. Oh, he's a repeat offender yeah. at this point. For a, a hit repeat, against, repeat offender. A hit against a defenseless receiver. That was Deshaun Jackson in Tampa Bay. September Again, I'm going backwards here. September 22nd, 2017, fined over 24000 for a helmet-to-helmet hit. Going back to 2016, a little over 9000 for unsportsmanlike conduct. November 11th, 2016, find unsportsmanlike conduct. And I think that's about far back as it goes. So that's a pretty long list of fines over the last three seasons. So you get why he's called Buster. He's busting some ads out there. Look, added edge. He's a buster. Yeah, he's a buster. Uh, that's fine. Well, here, I have okay. no problem with that, to be honest with you. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's break down the player. Here, here's a guy who... Um, is a little bit more, whereas Bryce Callahan, I went back and looked at my grades this season, didn't have him down for a single negative game. Not, not very high, you know, extremely high grades either, just steady. And yeah. Adrian Amos, a very similar player, just steady across the board. You know what you're going to get. Uh, Buster's a little bit more boomer bust. Er. <laughs> I did not plan that, by the way. That just sort of happened. That's good. Yeah. Um, you're a pro. Good. <laughs> uh, you know, he's going to have some flashier plays, some big hits. He's going to take more chances. And as a result, he gets a little grabby sometimes. He's aggressive. Get hauled for defensive holding, pass interference, some of these hits. He's going to get fined, things like that. But here's what we brought this up briefly on our last podcast. We still don't really know what Chuck Pagano wants. Maybe this is a guy Chuck Pagano wants. Maybe he wants to be a little bit more aggressive, take more chances. We've heard that about him. So. As much as Bryce Callahan's a nice, steady player, maybe they're okay bringing Buster Screen for a little bit less money, depending on what Bryce ends up getting. Um, yeah, it's it's just gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. Some some new blood, just in general, could be great for a defense that has a new defensive coordinator. Obviously, look, I, I don't think these guys are going to be a complacent bunch, but you have to guard against that, almost plan against it. So some new fresh faces. Whether it's Ha Ha Clinton Dix putting him next to his old Alabama teammate Eddie Jackson, just things that are that are a bit different could be refreshing and more challenging uh, for this defense, which which is going to be expected to be a top five unit again. Now the stuff they did last year was crazy with all the takeaways. It'll be tough for them to repeat that, but some new blood, whether it's an aggressive guy like Screen or a veteran like Dix Clinton Dix, I should say. Careful, fits. That's what she said. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Um, all right. We got a lot of, uh, <laughs> we got to regroup here. I'd like to see him get his hands on more balls. Cordell Patterson. Got a long list of guys to go through here, so we'll keep it moving. Cord- I can't wait for the Ted Larson segment. Oh, it's going to be a big one. <laughs> you and I might break out into a fight. Just as just, long, just to honor, just him. as long as he brings his sunglasses back to Bourbon A and does press conferences that way. Now they do it a bit differently. Now there's no lunchroom access. That's where we last interviewed Ted Larson in Bourbon yeah, A. That's true. But bring him back, Ted Larson segment over. Although we did do interviews off the field last year, so it's nice and so he could bring him to the practice. You know, okay. one of the equipment guys, put in the bag. You just stand there, get his sunglasses ready. 
Because he's got to do an interview. There we go. I mean, someone should have that job. They have all these interns at in training camp anyway. Yes. Someone can have that job. Do we uh, need to say anything more about Ted Larson? Um, back up. Back okay. up. Okay. Yeah, I saw people freaking out about this. It's not a bad backup signing. No. He's not competing for a starting job. He's competing for a backup spot. That's all. Um, all right, Cordell Patterson. I like this signing. Two years, um, $10 million. Basically a one-year, $5.25 million. Yeah, because second year's pretty much going to be an option, right? Yeah. Um, but, look, I thought one of the sort of silent weaknesses, if that's a thing, on the Bears last year was their kick return game. Now, the kick returns have kind of disappeared in the NFL. So you got to value that in too. But when the Bears did have chances, you know, Benny Cunningham was just not a speed option returning the football. I mean, you were you were hoping to get past the 25 there when he would when he would get the ball in his hands. Um, now, why don't the, why don't why do they not use Tariq Cohen more in that role? It's just got to be a preservation issue, I would think. You yes. saw him; they put him out there in a desperation mode against the Eagles in the playoffs. They needed a big return, and he delivered. So, I mean, if they wanted to make Tariq Cohen more of the kick returner, you could. But that is a very uh, that's a spot where you're in danger of getting hurt, and you. You see how much Matt Nagy values Tariq Cohen in the offense, and so you don't want him to be hurt, and you got to preserve him. So I understand it. So here you got Cordell Patterson. He's really been the best kick returner. I'm not saying returner overall, but kick return. He's got six kick return touchdowns in his career, which I think is second most. Is that right? Something like that. Okay. Well, just, not return touchdowns overall, just the kick return touchdowns. Huh. Fun fact. I think it's something like I have to look it up. Well, statistically, going back to your your Benny Cunningham, Taquan Mazel point, I believe they were the last dead last in the league in terms of like kick return yards or something like that. Then yeah. just just not good. Whatever analytics you want to use, statistics worse than the league. They're, I mean, they were never a threat to break one. No, really. And meanwhile, Patterson can be used within the offense too. Kind of a gimmicky guy. Put him in different spots. If you can get him out in space with his speed, he he can he can beat you. So it's another piece for Matt Nagy to use here and for defenses to be worried about, which is what we keep talking. I, about. I think that's what I like most uh, about this signing. I'm trying to find the, the, the stats because I remember watching the game on TV where he was used exclusively as a running back. It, it was just working one game for the Patriots. Yeah, they were down. Um, they they was were, it the Chiefs game? No, I'm forgetting. I feel like it was a game that was on TV, though, because I remember watching it. Yeah. A- anyway, he had 42 rushes last year for 228 yards. Nothing overly impressive. One touchdown. But that game stands out to me. Just think about end the rounds and just having defenses having to be aware of him. They've created so many mismatch problems with their offensive personnel right now. Mm-hmm. Taylor Gabriel in the slot. Tariq Coleman coming out of the backfield, moving Cordell Patterson all over the place. Obviously, you have your number one wide receiver and Al Robinson. Just mismatch problems for Matt Nagy to use for Mitch Trubisky. Bears fans should be excited about that. The kick return stuff aside, yes, we saw what he did last year at Soldier Field, breaking the game open for the Patriots. Him as a chess piece, that's kind of cool for Matt Nagy. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, there's really, to me, no downside in the signing. Because like you said, it's a one-year 
it's essentially it's a one year deal with a second year option. So the team has the control here, and and I think he's going to be uh, a, a pretty good piece. Now um, we had so much talk about running backs over the last couple of weeks, and I don't know that Mike Davis was the um, the answer that everyone was expecting, but I think too many people reacted to this signing, Mike Davis coming over from Seattle, um, where he was just sort of part of the rotation, really. Um, and they're like, oh, well, okay. And third down back. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This isn't Jordan Howard's replacement. This is the Taquan Mizell. This is the this is your guy, yes. Adam Johns. This is the filling the role for a player that's currently not on the team. Now that player is now named Mike Davis. That's his name, Mike Davis. You can't remember it. I can't remember it for some reason. It's the most common name in the world. It's too common. Yes, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. I think I have it. Probably not. I'll get it. Yeah, I think you're looking at me like, why can't you remember Mike Davis's name? Well, I, I don't know. Every a, conversation I've had, whether with with agents or colleagues, Pat Finley, I, I cannot remember his name, Mike Davis. Right. Um. All right. Well, I, I look. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't really. I'm not going to try to sit here and break down a guy that's had 234 rushing attempts in four years. Uh, 112 last year with the Seahawks was his most. 514 yards. So he averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Um, 34 receptions. That's obviously part of this, too. He was able to catch the ball, although he only averaged 6.3 yards per reception. Yes. So, I mean, yes. without having uh, done a full uh, film breakdown of this guy, uh, I, I don't really know the the route tree that he was running. Yeah, I, 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 I watched some of it, you know. Some of it was check down, swing passes to, to the left a lot. But the, the noticeable difference for me was when he got the ball, the... The wiggle, the movement in space that, as a receiver, that Jordan Howard clearly did not. I watched some of his catches. He Look, Jordan Howard's a better running back. He went to the Pro Bowl for a reason. He has more carries, more yards than Mike Davis for a reason. Look, I remembered his name, Mike Davis. Mike Davis. But Mike Davis is a better receiver. Make no doubt about it. Better receiver. But again, the question is, is he better than Taquan Mizell? It's <laughs> really the question. Yes. I think I I think he could you be. sign a guy to a two year contract to free agency. You're I, expecting I, I, him. Yes, to be. absolutely. Yeah, you're expecting him to be uh, six million dollars on that. Um, so not a huge signing, but a meaningful one. You yes. sign a guy. I think the way I put it in my story on Monday, reacting to that was, you sign a guy two years, six million. You're expecting him to be a part of the offense in some way. So he's Mike Davis is a name you should know. Uh, the other thing is. Does that mean they're moving out from Benny Cunningham? I don't. Is he? He's unrestricted. Is he? Yes, I believe he is. Okay. Yeah, I would think so. So he could also be kind of bridging that gap between the Benny Cunningham take one Mizell spot. You know, I, I was thinking about this the the other day when the Jets signed Josh Bellamy. Like, oh, they're losing all these special teamers. You know, Benny Cunningham may, may not come back. What are they going to do a punter and all this stuff? And I was thinking, like, the Bears were just kind of. Mediocre and average in special teams, just in, in general, right? You still got Sherman Commandus. They weren't terrible, but they weren't outstanding either. Right. I, look, Josh Bellamy was a great cover guy. I, I get it. Brought a little swag to your team. Uh, definitely had that edge and aggressiveness that we just talked about. But, look, he got a new deal with the Jets. Uh, obviously, the Bears weren't going to give it that to him. I think he was a, a, a an RFA last year, brought, brought back in a tender anyway. 
So obviously they were valuing that a bit differently. But like the, the special teams in losing some of these special teams stalwarts, I think the Bears can stand to improve. I honestly think so. With with different personnel, I should say. Yeah, well, and and there's going to be some change here. In fact, I think so far the most change that's happened is on special teams. We'll get to some of those guys here. I just want to I just want to continue to wrap through the signings the Bears have made. Guys who are going to be on this team. Uh, we talked about Ted Larson. We can move on from there. Bring your sunglasses to Bourbon A. Ben Broniker could have tendered him right. Instead, they they sign him to a two year, two point seven million dollar. Deal. Yes. Um, I think only five hundred fifty thousand of that's guaranteed. Yeah. So it's kind of like he has a chance to earn more. <laughs> You're looking at me like he's your third tight end, man. Good special teamer. Well, that's what I mean. He's a, he's, a, he's <laughs> speaking a, of special teams. He's a special teamer. Uh, can catch the ball when he needs to. If you got a guy who's out, you know. Yes. Trey Burton can't play. Yeah. Ben Broniker is in there. I, I, He's I, fine. I, He's fine. Brian uh, Baldinger, one of his video breakdowns of the Bears. Did you see the one where he comes across Trubisky's pass to Broniker over the middle? It was, it was a dark great throw by Trubisky because I think he was moving to his right. And he goes, Broniker. Every, every team needs a Broniker. Every team needs a So, Bronk. Yes, Bronk. Bronk. Yes, with the calm. So, using Baldinger's philosophy, the Bears have their Broniker, and they kept their Broniker. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Every team needs a Broniker. And, and they kept them. Uh, and then real quick, Roy Robertson-Harris, Isaiah Irving, Rashad Coward uh, all return on one-year tenders, so they're still part of the mix. Interestingly enough, Pat o- uh, no, no, Patrick Scales not tendered. And DeAndre Houston Carson were not tendered. Yes. I wonder if something the- similar could be in the works. Brent Broniker-like for... DeAndre Houston Carson. Speaking of special teams and drafting your own, he's kind of filled that void. And what about scales? Well, that just might be an issue of. Well, if you're going to have a kicking competition, why not have a long snapping competition? Heck, you have a punting competition. Just go for it. Okay. You going to be breaking that one down? No, no. We're going to. You know what, Adam? Yes, we're going to have a lot of time to break that down because I think that's going to be a long competition. Blew it. Blew it. All right, guys who are definitely moving on. Adrian Amos signs with the Packers. We kind of addressed this earlier. Four years, $36 million. You know, quickly from the Packers side of this, because it, it it would be interesting if the Bears end up signing HaHa Clint Dix here. Basically, swap safeties. And I think a lot of Packer fans would probably be like, well, we won that trade. Because, but the issue with HaHa who I still think is a pretty decent player, it, it goes back to the kind of the boomer bust versus steady thing. He, Aha is going to miss a little bit more, miss some more tackles, but he also is probably going to deliver some more highlight real plays, get his hands yeah. on more footballs than Adrian Amos ever did. From the Packers' standpoint, they need stability at that position. They've had so many problems back there, missed tackles, mistakes. Amos is going to come in, and I'll bet you, you know, I don't know if he'll earn all $36 million over four years, but he's got a pretty good chance to be there for a while. It's just a yeah, steady yeah. guy in that defense for Mike Pettin. Um, so I can, see, I can see why the Packers want that. Now, I can also see why the Bears didn't want to pay Adrian Amos all that money. So now they're 
potentially bringing in HaHa Clint Dix. They definitely seem interested in it. Um, reports are he's been on a visit at House Hall really for the last day or so. Would be an interesting uh, sort of swap there between rivals. I wouldn't call it. Would you call it a wash? Clinton Dix? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Who would Would you declare a winner? I, I have to see the money for Clinton Dix. Yeah, me too. But if it, I'm assuming at this point it would be less than what Amos. Absolutely, because again we're on the second tier of free yeah. agency. But obviously, if he's taking visits, I'm sure there's other visits planned, so they do have to sway him, swoon him, all that. Look, the Bears have always wanted more ball production out of Adrian Amos. The steadiness aside, they wanted plays. Haha, Clinton Dix provides more of a chance of that. It's just in his history. Just look at his stats. Went to a, a Pro Bowl a couple years ago because he had five interceptions. Yes, there's some issues, but you know what? Maybe some of those issues for him could be resolved stepping into a vastly better defense next to an all-pro safety, next with some pretty good corners, with a very good defensive line, with an emerging young, great linebacker and Roquan Smith in front of him. Just saying, maybe a better scenario could make... Aha, Clinton Dix a more reliable player. Why well, he can still make some plays and some balls. Look, look, I, I, I like... I, I'd like to see him get his hands on more balls. Uh, thanks, Vic. I, I like Haha Clinton I liked him a lot coming out of Alabama. Um, he was high on my draft board that year. And I want to see... Was, like, was that the Kyle Fuller year, I believe? Yeah, it was. Same year. Same year. And then and the Bears actually passed on... Yes, they did. Clinton Dix to where did he get drafted again? I think he 21. was like 21. 21. Fuller was 14. And and you know what? I remember being critical of that time. I remember being critical of that time that the Bears obviously it's worked out pretty good for the Bears. But but here, here look, let me look at it this way. I certainly don't think the Bears are getting worse at safety if Haha Clinton Dix ends up being the guy. Here's a guy, let's not forget the Packers changed defensive coordinators last year. So sometimes that just doesn't mix. Okay, so I think that had something to do with why they traded him to Washington. They got a fourth-round pick. That's not a... That's something. Fourth-round picks, I mean, the, that's still pretty valuable in these so many yeah. trades. The Antonio Brown's third and fifth. Now, different circumstances for sure, but fourth-round pick, that's still decent currency to give up in a trade uh, for a guy that you know could be walking out the door at the end of the season. In fact, looking back on it, it's like, why would Washington even make that move? Um, immediately named the start the starting safety in Washington. And he Clint Dick started all 16 games last year, 93 tackles, three interceptions, two forced fumbles, and a sack. Pro Football Focus had him ranked the 14th highest graded safety in the league. That's still a starter. I mean, yep. that's I, I think it'd be a great sign. Yep. Depending on what the I would like to see the money too. But if the, if the Bears end up getting HaHa Clinton Dix for less money than Adrian Amos, I think that's a net win. They win. They win. Put that on Twitter. See how Packers fans like that. Oh, they will love that. Think about that. I'm waiting for you to hit the naggy button. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> there so take that and think about that for a little bit. There you go. Come on. Green Bay. Think about that for a little bit. Cram it up your cram hole on the floor. Yeah. Ooh, that's a new one. Dodgeball. Well, we got to have those ready for Matt LaFleur, Green Bay. Tra- tra- oh, and LaFleur, let's bring your bib because it's going to get 
messy. <laughs> I like it. Proactive. You've got to be ready. Proactive. You put those in the other night. You're, oh, these Packers fans. Here, nigga, I'll show you. <laughs> I got to warn Dion. Dion Miller from last week. She, yeah. I didn't. I was listening back to the podcast last night, and I, she gave us a drop. Yeah. Or she did. Little teaser. Okay. Good. It's not a bad one. Better but, than better than JJ Stankiewicz's Dow Loggins interaction. Um, you know, we're trying to expand his package. Has he struggled with expanding his package? It was good. Thanks, JJ. It's tough to beat. <laughs> All right, uh, we mentioned Bryce Callahan still out there. Yeah. Would you re-sign him if you're the Bears still? I mean, if the money got two me. years, ten million. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Two years, nine million. I mean, that's a total of twenty-five, twenty-six million dollars in slot corner. Then oh, it's okay. I mean, just in terms of the contracts you've handed out. Uh, you still have Sherrick McManus there. I don't I don't think so. I think you I think you've moved on. Mm. Okay, well, I'd to, be open to it. Well, to your point about special teams, I think at this point the Bears have lost Josh Bellamy. You got to keep Sherrick around. He's he's a really good special teamer and I think he's a pretty good backup slot corner. I think he proved that at the end of the season. Yeah. So I don't know that you need to put more money in Bryce Callahan at this point. Okay. Just saying, fill out your roster as good as as well as you can. Now, is there a dis- depth? Is there talent? A, I don't know what the discussions were between Ryan Pace, Joey Lane, and Bryce Callahan's agent. Obviously, they didn't get the sense early on that he was going to be coming back. Yes. Is there a discussion to be had here in the next couple days? Again, let's wait and see what the contract is for Bryce Callahan. Did they move on too quickly? Maybe that's a discussion uh, to be had. But at the same time, if those negotiations weren't they weren't seen eye to eye early, I think the Bears did well to quickly find a replacement in Buster Screen. Quickly, it was fast. Yes. Again, was- I don't. Bryce Callahan. He's a good player. He has yet to play 16 games in one season. You're. The durability concerns are, are seriously real. You're not losing a Pro Bowl corner here. Mm-hmm. I mean, people forget that the Bears had the same concerns last year when they extended him with just a tender, an original round tender. Yeah. That means an undrafted free agent tender. And I, I also think a lot of these guys, I don't want to call Bryce Callahan just a guy, but there are... And this is why I think Buster Screen's going to be fine in the Bears' defense. This defense right now, with this pass rush that you're getting pretty much on every single down, a lot of these other guys in the secondary are looking good because of it. Yeah. Like, I think it helped Adrian Amos get overpaid a little bit. And I hate like having to analyze it and say it that way because, again, I like Adrian Amos. I think he's a really good player. I think, I think the Bears, you know, would have been good to have him back. But Packers overpaid a little bit. Yeah, did you see opinion. some of the Twitter discussion uh, by the pro football focus people when they showed some clips of Amos? Well, they love him. Yes, they, yes didn't yes. they grade it as yeah. like one of the best yes. signings of free agency they, so they, far? They kept showing the 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 George Kittle pass breakup in the end zone, mm-hmm. which I believe hit Kittle like in the numbers. Like if you just, I don't know. You, you watch that play, Cleo Mack obviously flushes what's his name, Nick Mullins, out of the pocket. Changes the the whole complexion of the play. I actually think uh, George Kittle had a step on Amos, but look, 
again, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Amos at all. I'm not. I think he's a good player. If the money was right, I would have resigned him. I get why you had to let him go. $36 million. Yes, 37 I think, actually, my friend. Good luck, Adrian. All the best to him. 37 Yeah, yeah. He was a good player in the locker room. was very approachable. Uh, well, 37 the best. divided by 3, $12.3 million per interception in his career. Okay. That matters to me. It's the safety position. Yes. It does. Yes. Um, that's a good question. How many interceptions does HaHa Clindix have in his career? Oh, it's more. Can yeah, you guess it. off the top of your head? I'm going to say it's like nine. Nine or ten. More. Eleven. More. Fourteen. Money. Wow. Money. Fourteen interceptions. Bit different. So, again, I think it goes back to kind of the... The boomer bust type of uh, players. Uh, of course, the Bears haven't signed Ha Clindix. At least as we're recording this, maybe by the time you're listening to this, it has happened, or he's gone back to Washington, or something. I don't know. But again, we maybe we're starting to get a sense of the kind of player that Chuck Pagano wants. The philosophy is is a kill philosophy. Keep it likable and learnable. So that's an acronym for not. You, you know what I'm talking about. Keep it likable and learnable. We're going to be simple. We're going to play fast. We're going to play hard. We're going to kill it, okay? This is a great acronym, you guys, right? Kill it. Keep it likable and learnable. We use the word OSCE. <laughs> oh. Yes, Chuck Pagano. Brock Olivo knows 100% what you are talking about. And Tim Beckman does not know what he's talking no. about. <laughs> okay. But, look, overall, the Bears are... They're in a vastly better place. And I like they haven't been completely lavish in their spending. Now, ha, Clinton to see what happens. You can need a guy like that. But you got big-time contract extensions coming up after this year, my friend. Hi, got, Cody White here this year. Got a lot. And some of these guys, their cap numbers are... I started going through this yesterday. Um, You know Khalil Mack, after his restructuring, his cap number in 2020... $26.6 million. It's big. Kyle Fuller will be at 17.5. So as good as Kyle Fuller is, the way his contract structured, you almost wonder if he makes it to the end. Yeah. 18.5 in 2021, just in terms of cap cap hit, and that money's not guaranteed. Allen Robinson's at $15 million in the next two years. Allen Robinson, he really... He signed a good contract. Yeah, three. He's getting paid very well for three years. He's going to get another. And, he's going to get a third contract, and he's going to be an unrestricted free, free agent in twenty twenty one, which would make him twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven years old. He's going to get, and that one could be a big one. Yeah, a huge one. Yes, the Bears have some big decisions coming up. They they got to get their books in order. Cleo Mack changes that. The Kyle Fuller. Contract changes that. Maybe Prince Mu Kamara comes off their books, but yeah, big decisions coming up. You need like as as good as they've been drafting recently. You need to at least get one or two guys who could contribute in this draft class coming up. Third rounder, maybe that's a running back. You need to start an, another round of young players coming in. You you need it, right? I, because I don't mean to be negative about this, but you start to look ahead. And like I, I think when they signed Cleo Mack, and the thing about Cleo Mack that you have to remember is a six-year extension. 
it that's starting this year. That didn't include last year. So you had him for seven years, basically. That was kind of the window I had in my head for like, all right, this is the window the Bears are entering. But when you start to fast forward and look at some of this money in the future and the fact that you're not going to have a first-round pick for two years, you, I mean, the importance of hitting on these middle-round picks, the picks that you do have, it is so important because you are just, it's just unrealistic. Even with the cap going up like $10 every year, it is unrealistic to be able to keep all these guys. You need contributors. You're seeing a hint of that this year with Adrian Amos and Bryce Callahan. But there's going to be bigger names in the next few years. I mean, basically, for the most part, the next two seasons, everyone you want is is under contract. Yes. Okay, at least the big pieces. But then you're going to have some big decisions to make. And so it, you kind of start to look at it, and it's like this two-year window right here, and maybe when it's all said and done, 2019, could be the best opportunity to go out and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's the reality so of the that's situation. why you move the Khalil Mack money to try to make what are two more big, I don't want to say big, but... Important signings? All right, can I suggest one? Yeah. I hinted at it earlier. I think I did. Justin Houston. What would you give him? 30 years old. I mean, if you, again, I don't, I'm not in these discussions. I don't know what the market is right now, but he's still out there, so he's not going to get huge money. He was released by the Chiefs. Two years... Was the Jared Allen contract? That was still pretty high. Yeah, the Bears had to restructure Jay Cutler's. But see that that one was different because he you put him out of scheme, or no, he was in the right scheme the first year, right? And then yes. they changed the scheme. I mean, that, I guess that I guess Jared Allen would be like the warning sign not to do it. Well, I, but per- if, personally, I think Jared Allen was a. At least a more accomplished. He, he was a better player than Justin Houston, right? I, I could safely say that. Probably longevity productive. Yeah, in, yeah. In his career, um, I think he was older. Was he like thirty three? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look it up a, right a, now. at that point. Look, what, what did Terrell Suggs get? One year, seven million. I know Suggs is a little bit older than Justin Houston, but I, I would do something like that. I would not give more than one year. Like, how about this? I'd be okay with two. If there's out, well, you know what? They just call it a one-year deal. It's called yeah. what it is. How about this? Here's the scenario for you: Would you sign Clay Matthews for like a one-year deal, five million bucks? Situational pass rusher. You need help. All right, one year, five million. Yes. One year, seven million. Say the same exact deal. No, sucks. No, dude, Clay Matthews. He he's looking washed up. He when he was those two games against the Bears last year. Now he was get he was getting fine or uh, getting those penalties early in the season. He was getting to the quarterback. Yeah. Um. And I don't want to. Do I, I don't. I don't know that those. You know, there's a big argument about whether those should have been penalties or not based on the new rule, which all of a sudden mysteriously disappeared in the middle of the year, which was amazing. Yeah. The whole driving the quarterback to the ground thing just disappeared. I still find that fascinating. Um, but here's the thing. If he had not been a step slow, he would have gotten the quarterback faster. Sack. It would have sack. been a penalty. Yes, yes. 
Uh, I, I still think you seven can... million. They got twenty million right now. You got to put it like I think two point nine slotted for the draft still. Yeah, I, I still think you need to add to that pass rush. I, I think they want to add to their pass rush. Justin Houston, Clay Matthews, veteran. Get get someone else in there, so you're not relying on Isaiah Irving or Kylie Fitz to make giant leaps in their next seasons. Jared Allen, the year before he came to the Bears, did have 11 and a half sacks for the Vikings. So, yeah, I got, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking this out. I mean, that the, Justin Houston, 30 years old. It, it, there'd be it'd be risk, but this guy did have nine sacks. And and, and here's the difference: Didn't the Bears sign Jared Allen like be a starter. Yeah, Justin Houston. I'm I'm looking at him like you're the situational well, pass well, rusher. It's the same thing with Clay Matthews. That's my argument for, for that. Like, yeah, okay, but seven million just seems like a well. Lot. I'm just using that so the Terrell Suggs money he got in yeah. Arizona for his return back to Arizona. Uh, don't, I, don't forget Aaron Lynch got one year $5 million out of the Bears last year, and he was awful for two years in a row for the 49ers. Before that. Yes. Actually, now, turned, it was incentive-based. Turned out to be a pretty good player for the Bears, but... Honestly, I wouldn't have a problem. They brought him back. Yeah, same deal. I'd only do the same deal, though. Yeah, because he, you know, he's got injuries, too. He wasn't always healthy. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Tevin Coleman ends up signing with the 49ers for the Cordell Patterson contract. Two for ten. I would have been fine with that. The Tevin Coleman thing? I like that. Well, the Tevin Coleman thing was so... The same agent represents Howard Coleman and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it's difficult. Yes. Your guy TJ Yeldon's still out there. He is still out there. Of course... I feel like we have to remind everyone that Jordan Howard is still a Chicago Bear. Yes, yes. There's a chance. Would you be okay if they went in with this as the running back core for next year? Uh, I would say, though, that there would if this is the running back core going into the draft, I think there's a very good chance that third-round pick could be a running back. Okay. What if they don't sign a pass rusher? This is supposed to be a pretty good year for pass rushers. In the and draft. running backs, yeah. Deep for both positions. Uh, and safeties. Yeah. That's why I kind of like the idea of of a veteran pass rusher. Like backup pass rusher. Yeah. Part of the rotation. You come to Chicago, you got a chance to win a Super Bowl. You'll be on there for third downs. I like the idea of Clay Matthews. I'm convincing myself of that. A lot of crossover here between the Bears and Packers all of a sudden. Why not? Just so you can rile up the masses on social media. I guess if Clay Ma- okay, if Clay Matthews is not being asked to be on the field all that much, he's a rotational. I just think that's, ex- I don't know. Oh, it's not Clay Matthews. We're, we're, when did he win Defensive Player of the Year? Like 1999? Yeah. Felt like that. 89. 89. 85. No, bad no, joke. He was bad, joke. bad no, joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. Okay, but he's been around for a long time. He's been around for a long time. Just saying, if we're starting to talk about draft needs now that you have free agency, at least the first wave of free agency in the books, you need a running back, you need a pass rusher, and you need to add to your secondary. 
That's where I would start. They also need to find a punter. Well, I'm <laughs> telling you, if they're going to have open kicker tryouts, they're going to be open long snapping competitions. There's going to be open punting competitions. Who knows? This this brings me to a, 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 a gripe of mine I've had for years. I'm still amazed that the kicker and punter is not one person. I've always I'm always fascinated by this. Because they do it in high school? Well, just in general. I yeah. mean you're you're the kicker. You can't also punt. I mean, all the practices we've been at where they're just standing around. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm sure there's a kicker and a punter listening That's to this true. right now. Like That's mad that I'm bringing this up. But like If you could do both, you'd be maximizing your value. Well, who are you going to put at holder then? Just you could the probably a, a, a receiver. Anybody can hold a receiver. But a lot of times, a backup quarterback. I put a receiver holds. there, yeah, it, yeah. Sometimes, it, it, plenty of people can hold. Yes, I can come down for the press box and hold. I'd like to see that. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, don't kick my hands. Did you ever see that? Have you ever seen Little Giants? Yes, of course. Yes, that would be you. I keep meaning the show that the kid movie. holds, and then you get the old, you know, the wise. <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at the uh, TV right now. Jaguars introducing Nick Foles. That's not going to work. Enjoy that. That's not going to work. Actually, you know what, though? I have more faith in that being somewhat workable, unlike the Case Keenum thing last year. I mean, Case Keenum to, to Denver was just never a. Yeah. Case Keenum's not a starter. Now, I think Nick Foles is a borderline, not borderline. He's he's no, no, no okay, okay. He, he's yeah, a, he's yeah. an okay NFL yeah. starter. It's just that whole Jaguar situation seems so tenuous, right? Yeah. Two or three bad games, and everybody's going to come in on each other again. Speaking of little giants, I've been meaning to show that to to my four year old. Yes, great movie. Have your kids watched it? Yes, absolutely. Sam Lott too. I think I own it, but on VHS, oh, I don't have a VCR. No, no I don't even no, think I have a DVD player. No, no. You know how hard it is to find the movie Mighty Ducks. It's on. Uh, I think it's on HBO right now. Is it? I think it is. I don't have HBO. Um. All right. Well, we can't be friends. <laughs> uh, all right. Anybody else? We actually got through that list pretty fast. Yeah. I guess it's not all that complicated. All right. I'll see you. Bears are going to... Oh. None of these guys are going to have a press conference, though. Conference calls later today. There's conference calls with Buster Screen, Cordell Patterson, Mike Davis today. Yep. According to Bears Twitter, they're in the building right now. Um, They're in the building right now? Yeah. So why is there not a press conference? Um, I don't know. And uh, Ryan Pace, as of right now, not addressing the signings. At least not on the schedule. No. Right now. Well, he's having lunch with the Hawks and Dicks. Okay. No. I need to get lunch. I'm My stomach hungry. is growling. I'm kind of hungry, too. We got these conference calls in a couple hours. All right. Fair enough. NFL free agency. Bears free agency in 2019. Different feel. Yes. You know, Mike Lennon had a press conference. He did. We talked about that last week. 
Just saying. That was, uh, that was a fun press conference. No. Marcus Wheaton was there. He was. No. Quentin Demps was there. No. Am I missing anybody? Deion Sims? Deion Sims was there. No. Oh, the pitfalls of free agency. So maybe that's why they're not having a press conference. I don't know. Uh, we had a podcast, so hope you enjoyed it. We'll have more. That's what we do. There'll be more signings to talk about next week, I'm sure. At least some minor ones. Maybe a punter. Maybe another kicker. With a funny I'm name. I'm telling you. Massive open competition. You want to get not. in the competition? No, I can't do I can't do that. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read us at WGNRadio.com, ChicagoSunTimes.com. It's all there for you. Enjoy the Bears signings. We'll talk to you next week. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him.